Harold M. Young, an official of the Burmese government during the period of British control, was stationed among the remote tribes of the Shan of the Lahu. It was among these mountain people that Young first heard of, then observed the Taos, a species of mountain werewolf that terrorized the Lahu tribe, whose people lived in the jungles bordering northern Thailand and Burma. Young was forced to leave Burma while the country was in a state of political turmoil, gathering his few belongings and carrying within his head a library full of strange tales, Young moved to Chiang Mai, Thailand, where, because of his reputation as a naturalist, he became proprietor of the city's zoo. Young professes to know many bizarre stories of these mountain tribes. Though they sound like the marvelous stuff of which fairy tales are made, Young insists that they are all true. Psychic phenomena are daily occurrences among these people, he has stated. In my opinion, the more man retreats from nature behind the barrier of civilization, the farther he gets from the basic powers which are the natural heritage of the uncivilized man. By far, the most macabre of Young's experiences involved the mysterious Tao, which he characterizes as a native werewolf. Working among these natives, I have heard about the Taos for years, Young told author Ormond McGill. They are described as strange, fearsome creatures with furry hides that at certain times of the month raid a village and either kill or carry off a victim. Young dismissed all comments referring to the strange creatures as native superstition, an excuse for carelessness in allowing a wild beast to get past the sentries and into the village. Young was secure in his opinion until he was actually confronted with the phenomenon. The eerie confrontation occurred in 1960 while Young was on a hunting party. His expedition had taken him into Lahu country, high in the mountains that lie to the north of the Burma-Thailand border. The trek had been wearisome, but the thought of some nighttime hunting had adrenaline pumping through Young's system. As he heard a Lahu village, he foresaw no difficulty in obtaining rights for night shooting. The Lahu and he had always been friendly before. On this night, however, the chief raised his hand in denial of Yang's request. In his own language, he said, Tao is near to village. You cannot hunt now. Harold Young was just opening his mouth in protest when a terrible shriek filled the night air. The hunter's responses were well-conditioned. His hand grasped his pistol firmly as his feet took him to the thatched hut standing close to the jungle's edge from which the cry had issued. Young, his mind and body alert, could not help noticing the chief and the other of the natives following him at a distinctly slower pace. These were men Young had seen face a snarling tiger without fear, yet now they seemed strangely hesitant without rendering aid. Over and over, Young heard the whispered word, Tao. As Young approached the hut, he cautiously slowed his pace. An experienced man, he could sniff danger in the atmosphere, in the now ominous silence of the hut. He tiptoed up to the window of the hut and squinted through the aperture. There was a bright moon that night, 
he recalls, and inside the hut, I could only see a dusky smudge, which soon came into focus as my eyes became adjusted. There I saw a sight I shall never forget to my dying day, one that literally lifted the hairs on my head. Inside the hut was a ghastly creature, chewing slowly on the slashed neck of the now dying woman. The hideous monster could only be described as half-human, half-beast. Its body was covered with coarse hair. Its face was a terrifying gash of a mouth from which slavered about the cruel fangs droppings of spittle. Its eyes were small and red. Young gathered in the creature's description in a split second. At the same time, his hand was almost automatically bringing the pistol up to the window. Several shots blasted from the gun, and the beast spun crazily around. With a wild cry, the monster leapt to its feet and dashed past those gathered outside the hut. Within moments, it had disappeared into the night. Young shouted for the natives and plunged into the jungle after it. Together, they searched the wooded area in the back of the hut near the edge of the village clearing. More than once, Young had to stop and shake his head to clear it. The man knew he was an expert marksman, but apparently he had missed a point-blank range for the Tao had vanished. The men gathered back at the village and huddled around the fire. Talk was scarce. The embers were low. Their nocturnal encounter with the half-human, half-animal being caused more than one man to brood in silence as he waited the dawn. With the morning, Young and the Lahu renewed their search. In the clear light, a fresh clue was discovered. A line of blood splotches were found upon the ground, bleeding into the surrounding thicket. The hunters excitedly followed the trail, which circled the village and re-entered it from the opposite end. Young was confused. How could the creature have crawled back into the village unnoticed? The blood trail could now be seen to lead to a certain hut. With a sudden rush, the men raced for the hut, tore aside the skin door covering. Inside, lying on the bed, was a man. The trail of blood turned into a stagnant pool, dripping from a bullet hole in the man's side, just below his heart, so Young had not missed after all. But this is not the... The thing I saw ripping at the woman's throat last night, Young protested. This is a man. The chief spat on the dead man's face. Tao, he uttered with revulsion. That was the only time that Harold Young actually saw the hated Tao. He heard several stories about them, however. It was a Burmese custom to bury the recent dead in caves with a corpse sitting upright, two young hunters made it their habit to leave the village on their hunting expeditions and follow a path that led into the jungle past one of the burial caves. Each day, one of the young men would ask his friend to proceed down the path while he paid homage to the dead. The friend would comply and he would later be rejoined by the respectful mourner. This had been going on for some time when the second young hunter began to doubt the sincerity of his friend's wishes. With vague suspicions forming in his mind, the second man pretended to walk down the path one morning as usual, 
but he doubled back to observe his friend. He saw the man enter the burial cave. He entered the cave cautiously behind him. Inside, he saw a hairy creature, hideously featured in the dim light. This creature was down on its hunches, bending over a corpse, calmly eating the remains. With an instinctive action, the observer drew his crossbow and lodged an arrow into the creature's skull. It toppled over upon the half-eaten corpse. The hunter came forward, nudged the thing with his foot, and turned it over. He was horrified to see the eyes of his friend gazing at him. The eyes clouded over with death as the hunter continued to watch, transfixed, the entire visage altered from that of a beast to the familiar features of the young man he had known. He screamed, Thou! once, loudly, and ran from the cave. Both of these stories seem to border on the supernatural and the incredible. Are they true instances of lycanthropy in the mountains of Burma? Or are they merely tall tales? These giant forests and jungle creatures are always described as half-human, half-beast, somehow occupying the shadowy netherland between ape and human. Is it possible that these creatures look so much like Homo sapiens that the folklore of lycanthropy was thrown like a cloak over an undiscovered species' shoulders? The lighting in the burial cave was poor, and the young man may have killed his friend in fear before his eyes had adjusted to the light. The native whom Harold Young was led to believe he killed as a werewolf could have been in the line of fire quite innocently. Or perhaps the naturalist considered all of these possibilities and had concluded that the only remaining explanation is that the Tao is actually a jungle werewolf.